0: And he replies, uh, Craig, the race director, good timing. You got a golden ticket. And then basically at UTMB, I got fifth. But so Katie Shade, she accepted. Marianne Hogan was already in. Yes. Caitlin Garbin, she she didn't take it. And Jocelyn, the fourth lady from France, she didn't take it. So it was a me. Wow. Oh, wow.
1: Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast. With your hosts, Norman and Jody, discover the inspiring stories of the average and not-so-average runners. And they're off. Hey everyone, we are back with another Gotta Run podcast. Indeed we are. What's going
2: on? Happy, well, happy Canada Day! Yeah,
1: I mean, that's, that's <laughs> the uh, story of the day. We're just here to tell you that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so whether you're listening to this in the uh, depths of winter or... In July, it's Canada Day.
1: Today, July 1st, Canada Day.
2: And we're both rocking some Maple leaves. So if yeah, you want to yeah. see that, you got to head over to the video.
1: On our YouTube channel, Gotta Run Racing.
2: And speaking of the video, if you want to see what I'm about to show you, I'll try to describe it okay. uh, well so that you get the gist. But we have some two new swag items for Gotta Run Racing. And they may appear at a race, or you're going to eventually... In,
1: in your swag bag?
2: Yeah, possibly. <laughs> uh, they also could be a gift to our Patreon supporters. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, head over to our website. There's a link to our Patreon. We're very grateful. And we would like to see some more. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Come on over. All right. So here's what we got. We have a red cork bottom insulated cup that works for both cold and hot beverages it features the gotta run racing logo in the center all right so that's number one number two we have a 20 liter dry bag featuring the gotta run racing logo on the front
1: that's huge
2: it is huge
1: that's for your drop bag at an aid station or coming through a uh, transition.
2: Exactly. So if you want to keep your aid station or um clothing. drop bag, yeah. clothing or shoes dry. Yeah. That's why we got the big ones so that it could fit norm size 13s. <laughs> yeah. But it also has a little zippered pocket and a side uh, bottle holder. Wow. And you can turn it into a backpack cuz there's two
1: straps. Straps.
2: Yeah, that are removable.
1: I remember getting a drop bag or a dry bag. Dry bag. At one of our events in Switzerland, I'm going, wow, I still use it today.
2: Oh, that bag is amazing.
1: Yeah, I still use it for supping and everything else.
2: Yeah, perfect. Cool. All right.
1: And who's on the podcast today?
2: Well, we have another Western States finisher. Her name is Esther Sileg. She's not too well known in North America until now, of course, because Mm -hmm. she's made a name for herself in Europe and Asia. She grew up in Budapest, Hungary. She's one of six children. And she now lives in Hong Kong with her husband and two kids, so we'll find out about that. She's raced all over the world. Uh, She had a fifth place finish at UTMB last year. She was fourth at the World Mountain Mountain Trail Running Championships in Thailand last fall. And, of course, she came third this Uh, past weekend at Western. Incredible. Incredible performance. She's coached by Ida Nielsen, and they obviously raced together last weekend as uh, Ida Plays 7th, so we'll definitely get into that.
1: Wow. And all that and more, and here is Esther coming up.
2: Hi, Esther. How are you?
0: Fine. Thank you. How are you? Good. I'm Jodi. This is Norm. Hi. Hi, Jodi. <laughs> Hi, Norm.
1: Welcome to Canada.
0: <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> Today is Canada Day, yeah. our birthday.
0: Oh, really? Happy birthday. Thank you very (laughs) much. Thank you very much. It's a public holiday, is it? Yes.
2: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Not to be confused with July 4th, American holiday. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where are you? I'm in San Francisco. Oh, okay.
1: Are you you enjoying traveling the States?
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. We had one more week after the race uh we went to Yosemite National Park Silicon Valley and San Francisco and today we are flying back so yeah nice (laughs) but it was nice flying back to Hong Kong tonight so my husband is flying back to Hong Kong but I'm flying to Europe I will fly back to Hong Kong only in August are you visiting family or are you doing more racing so originally I am from Hungary yes and uh I'm so we go now to hungary uh, which allows to my daughters to learn hungarian my daughter will go back to a local kindergarten and um, do two more weeks of schooling (laughs) (laughs) and um, actually i'm doing my phd at hong kong university so i have to keep writing during this recovery period but that i can do from anywhere uh, so we can spend the summer in europe uh, which is great And then, yeah, I will do, there is a hokka camp later in July, and then I will do OCC, but no other races (laughs) for that.
1: Well, thank you so much for getting up early for us.
0: Yes, thank you Uh, very much. No, it's a great pleasure. And it it comes very um, handy because, you know, I always think that, it's good to make you tired before you go on a long flight so, <laughs>
2: thank,
0: you. <laughs> thank you for having me that's so
2: true well welcome to the podcast and obviously huge mm-hmm. congratulations for your third place finish at western states last weekend but thank before you. we dig into that uh we know you come from uh hungary which by the way norm and i visited last Two years ago. Two years ago. Yep. And on a river cruise, and we absolutely loved it, and we can't wait to go back and explore more of the country. It's gorgeous.
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Think. Let me know. I will. I will happy to give you some advices. Uh, I would love that. There are some great trails, to be honest. So yeah, it's good.
2: Yeah, yeah. We can't. We can't wait to go back. Yeah. But you do come from a large family, wasn't it? An, an athletic family.
0: Uh. Yeah. But. Everyone is more focused on football. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if my father understands the regulations of of trail running or <laughs> you know what is the elevation gain and and all that. But maybe slowly they are getting there. <laughs> yeah, we are a big family, and basically um, in our country house we had a football court, so we were enough people to just play football among ourselves <laughs> and yeah so everyone is really sporty um my my elder brother is a sport journalist so he always remained in the field running was something that maybe i, I did run with my younger sister sometimes when i was young but over time it became something that i practice the most <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Have you ever thought about running and kicking a football as you're going up the mountain? (laughs) Um,
0: I had enough of football. So I'm I'm trying to say, I'm trying to tell to my father that he doesn't have to teach my daughters to play football. Uh, So I'm bringing them to to running races.
1: When did you start focusing on running only specifically?
0: So during high school, um they always took me to the different races. Always the longest distance. Uh, okay. it, which in high school maybe is three hundred three thousand meters. It's mm. not long, but still like at that age, I got always the longest distance to run. Uh, but I never belonged to any club. Uh, mm. Mm. I think again, running itself, it was not seen as a sport that you can practice, you know, by itself. Or, uh, it was always a subsidiary sport. You play f- basketball and in the meantime, you are also running, but right. it's not yeah. that you are only running. And then when I I studied art history in Rome and when I moved there, I, it was kind of, uh, for me, a very difficult period because I had to work, I, I was studying, and so to keep my mind clear, I was... Um, I had a great professor he, who was back in in Budapest who was telling me you know uh during the during my working time I always went for a run every night mm-hmm. so with him like I created this schedule that I would run 1 hour every day
3: wow mm-hmm.
0: so that was something that I I I did since uh, my early 20s mm-hmm. which looking back it seems that it is a good base <laughs>
3: but-
0: <laughs> I never skipped any day. I am. I like discipline. I like collecting what people do as a discipline in their daily life. So mm-hmm. that was for me uh, something that cleaned my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was on the road. I never did any race. I was never, you know, not thinking about even marathon or whatever. I knew they exist, but it was it was more a practice for myself. Right and um, yeah, I I started trail running really in Hong Kong. Oh wow! Yeah, wow! So
1: when when did you do your first ultra race? What race was that?
0: Well, I and how did it, was... it go? <laughs> ah, that sucks. <laughs> Maybe that's why I wanted to improve. <laughs> so. Um, I had a great friend Maria she's she was she's Spanish but she was married to an Italian and they lived in the like they had the summer house in the Dolomites and mm-hmm. always together in Hong Kong and then she says ah you know we have near our home a long race I was I think it was called Dolomiti Ultra run or something like that. Yeah, okay. it, I I try to look search it, but I don't think it exists anymore. Oh, Maybe okay. there were not enough participants, but it was 135 kilometer. <laughs> it was 10,000 meter of elevation, <laughs> and and that was my first race. <laughs> <laughs> that says everything. And I was going to the start line and, and my, 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 my elder brother called me uh, hearing these his numbers and he was telling me that this is so crazy. I'm never going to do this. And I, I, and what I will do if I have an argument with my girlfriend because we plan to run together. Anyway, I was so angry at him that he is discussing my ability to finish the race. <laughs> uh, um uh, it was it was really a beautiful experience. It was, you know, when you are totally unconscious of what you do, you are just moving from one, one mountain to another and Dolomites is really wonderful. It's like the colors and mm. um with all the sunset and sunrise and uh, it was it was really an a dreamy experience. Till we didn't hit the I think around um ninety kilometer mark then uh, my my friend as my brother predicted wanted to quit <laughs> oh no and then and I am because I am coming from a big family we always had to compromise so I I am I'm kind of used to that I was I I had difficulty to say no to things or you know when so I said okay and then I heard that someone is saying oh that blonde girl I think she is she could continue She's just quitting because she's uh, asked to do or something like that and that went mm-hmm. into my mind and I was talking with my husband on my on the phone and he was saying you don't quit that will suck you too much you have to continue anyway so we had a long argument but I convinced her that we continue we keep going. But it was a very long oh. break and then there was a thunderstorm. So we did, I think, another oh. like 10, 15 kilometer, uh, which uh, was also putting in challenge our friendship. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, but at least we reached the 100 kilometer mark and then there we stopped. Oh. But yeah, it it after that, I think for the whole year, anything I did. It was plank or, you know, any difficult exercise or any difficult moment. It was like, you can't quit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Is Maria still your friend? Um, We are in touch. (laughs) For me, it was more a personal evolution that I had to come over this DNF. Yes. Uh, why probably she was looking at it and digesting it in a different way, which right. is totally fine. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we are in touch, but uh, not really running together.
2: <laughs> now, what took you to Hong Kong? Cause obviously when we checked your ITRA profile, we know you've done many, many, many races in, in Asia, but what took you to Hong Kong specifically?
0: Uh, that was my husband. Ah, okay, so an art historian who is specialized in 17th century never will never go to Hong Kong. <laughs> it, it's like an exile, you know. Especially studying all this in in Rome. Uh, yes. But um, so my my husband got the post in Hong Kong. We weren't married yet. We were together already uh, uh, in Rome. And we were living in Rome, and he asked me if I was going with him to Hong Kong. And <laughs> I, I am an adventurous person, and I was curious, and I was young, so certainly it was not the place that where an art historian wants to go because mm. you, it's it's a limited, you have limited possibilities with especially in 17th century, I would say. Uh, but I was smart because I saw some other diplomats wives who were always looked so depressed (laughs) (laughs) and i never wanted to become one of them so so i told him i'm going with him if i can bring my books and i can work and then so what happened i think we were allowed to bring 150 kilograms all together and Mm -hmm. 130 was all my books (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very proud of that because you, it's not easy to find houses in Hong Kong or flats where you have a bookshelf with real books, yeah, right. yeah. so no, it's, really good. yeah, I, wow. I, I, I didn't know how smart my reply was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, having done lots of races in Asia and lots of races in Europe, what's the biggest difference between the two? Because I assume the humidity. Is there any real noticeable difference to the structure of the race, or the or organization, organization, or the aid stations? Is there something that comes to mind when you think about the difference?
0: Um, I think the fir- the the major thing is that at the aid station you will find rice, and not <laughs> in 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 the west you find I don't know noodles and
3: um, potato more
0: like, uh, bread. <laughs> Uh, bread-related carbohydrates, while in Asia you will find like rice.
3: Rice, <laughs> <For> sure. <okay. laughs> uh, Why
0: not? <laughs> that's the base of a station.
2: Uh, <laughs> but
0: uh, the races—it's amazing. You know, you have Southeast Asia. I haven't raced in in China. That's my plan, but especially they had a really bad race. High numbers of uh, yes, yes. They couldn't organize any races in China for a long time. And then with COVID, we couldn't even go. So mm, the races right. in China are back now. And they're really oh, good. good. I can go there. So I cannot talk about China, but I can talk about Southeast Asia. Yeah. And the nature is amazing. Mm. And the people are super nice. The food mm. is really good. And most of the times you can, with the races, you go to places where otherwise you cannot go. Mm. Ah, Taiwan, for example, the the race organizer uh, who is doing the biggest races. It's amazing. You can run within Mm -hmm. the safety net that we call race Mm. along this beautiful places where otherwise wow. you cannot go usually peter when he is not organizing races he's rescuing people who are lost for days i think the races are really nice because they connect you to nature you are within the nature and it's a nature that you have to respect because you don't want to get lost but you are also like really just happy to be there I think the the big difference and then you can you are running through all these local villages and see those people you know kids staying outside and selling water. Thank you that's awesome our listeners will definitely appreciate that.
1: (laughs) Now last year you placed fifth at UTMB how was that experience going over the Alps and I need to
2: he needs some extra motivation because he'll be running UTMB this year. <laughs> Amazing. How
0: are you feeling? <laughs>
1: so I need some advice.
0: <laughs> How are you feeling?
1: Well, here in Ontario, unfortunately, flat, <laughs> no vertical. So, yeah, I'm going to be looking at the very first mountain going, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so, the good news is the first 40 kilometer is very runnable. <laughs> not not many uphills and mountains
3: perfect
2: but that leaves 130 kilometers
0: (laughs) yeah um for me that was the first 100 miler i was really curious how that will go like for me the 100 kilometer races didn't come as easy i had to work on them uh I think there is still space to improve and be more confident on that distance. And But for some reason, I had the feeling that maybe the 100 miler will come easier. And But I was curious. I wanted to know. And certainly, I was working on that f- for the whole year. That was the race I wanted to do. Uh, well, I wanted to get prepared. So the whole race was around UTMB. and. I was a small potato. I mean, I was at the time I was running with uh, T8, who is still my sponsor. It's a Hong Kong opera. It's a Hong Kong brand. The only thing I knew at the start line that I was happy to be there. I was fine being a small potato and I, and, and I was looking forward to it. I didn't take any risk. I did it because, you know, in Hong Kong or in Asia, we don't train on uh, over 2,000. I, in that sense, I didn't want to take risks to have hypodermia or whatever. So, for example, uh, before going up in the mountains, although it was really hot, I just took the long pants and I took the jacket and I took the gloves just to make sure I'm not heavy. In that sense, I was really playing safe. That fifth place was, I achieved that with no risking, no 1% of risking. Which is very interesting, I think, because um, sometimes you you maybe change your mind. But I I like to get prepared and I like to take things under control, uh, or that is my I think more uh, starting point to a race to organize everything and to control everything. But the race itself was so beautiful. The plan was to go very easy till Cormayer. And from Korma you start the race. So till then I was enjoying, we had a beautiful night with all the stars on the sky. And it, because it was a very easy pace, I was able to, like, it was really just enjoyable. And I knew I have to be patient, I have to eat, I have to look after myself. And I like abstract physical events. So in that sense, my big questions for the whole summer was, How the hell you can start racing after 90 kilometers? What does it mean to pick up the pace after 90 kilometers? And I was reading books about it and I was talking to people. And and so it was slowly by the time I got to the race, I understood that's possible, but you have to really engage your mind and body. And so from Cormailleur, I was so happy that I was in one piece. Everything was fine. I did my small breakfast at Cormier because it was morning time and now it's time to, to race. And I was able to do that and I was able to do that till, till the end. And I think Kilian Jornet once said that there, you have a dream about the, the race that you are going to do and usually the reality is something totally different. And for me, UTMB, I think because I slept with it, I planned it, I, I thought about it for so long. Maybe with the fear of that something will go wrong, that actually it ended up that the dream and the reality was the same. I was just really so happy, and that it was fifth place. It took me a fifth place that was an extra bonus, but I was able to deliver something that I planned to do in the same way. So for me, that was the biggest, the nicest thing, which sounds not necessary very connected to the mountains but but certainly because all this happens in the nature is is you and yourself and i think that i mean physically or the training wise the whole summer was a good preparation to make sure that my legs were fine on the long downhills i think that's the the probably the the biggest challenge for utmb
1: okay downhills (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah uphills you will there are articles about that and also research which shows that on the ultras it's not necessarily your uphill that is slowing down over time mm-hmm. but it's your downhill mm-hmm. which is really if you slow down on the downhill that will really affect your finishing time right and if you keep up the similar space at the downhill then that will bring you a good position so yeah and in the ups you have these 10 15 kilometer long downhills which can be you know it's there are many of them so great it's not only you have to survive one but then you go up and then there is another again
1: (laughs) perfect i can't wait
0: (laughs) good luck you will be you will be doing great (laughs) You
2: yeah. you can
0: do quads.
2: <laughs> well fortunately he has strong quads, yeah. but we'll we'll get him working on the other things. So I,
1: I, I do consider myself a downhill runner, <laughs> but I've never been a down mountain runner.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hills, not mountains. <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
0: Good luck. Thank Good you. luck. Thank you. It will be a fantastic experience. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And later that year, you took on the world mountain and trail running championships in Thailand, which would have been a nice short trip for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, not at that time, you know, because it just reopened, uh, that part of Asia. Ah. And, uh, so there were no direct flight yet mm-hmm. till December to Chiang Mai. So it was one day trip. Oh, no, <laughs> it, looked, it looked shorter on the map, but you had to change in Bangkok and you had to wait five hours. Oh. So everyone do- was doing like a long trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's only two and a half hours. Yeah.
2: So. Oh, my gosh. Was that the first time you ever represented your country? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. yes.
2: And you did very well. And, you came and from- I was alone. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> well, you're the only one representing your country
0: yeah wow yeah. and my husband my husband came over he was the uh, the team manager at the aid station <laughs>
1: well, you must have made your country proud. you finished in fourth that's mm,
0: that's amazing i I hope so <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you were racing against your coach at the time, Ida
0: yeah, I'm ending up racing with her all the time, <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: Well, we'll get, we'll get into Western very shortly, (laughs) but when did Western actually come onto your radar? Was it because they offered you an entry after UTMB or had you been thinking about it for a while? Uh, so in Hong Kong, we have
0: people who were doing the lottery every year Mm -hmm. and they were telling me, you just start the lottery. It it will take a while. And, um, anyway, so that was after the world championship. I went home and it, I was totally exhausted after that race. I think I was so exhausted, and and I still had a race in Malaysia. And that that race was like a sufferfest. <laughs> but anyway, I go I go back to Hong Kong, and I just do the application which you have to do. I think before November, mm-hmm. end of November. Yep. And uh, for some reason, you have to choose the reference race. Mm-hmm. I and I couldn't click on UTMB. I could click on Trans Gran Canaria, which Was not the best race for me because I had stomach problems. Mm. Uh, So I just emailed to the race organizer and I said, "Ah, I don't know if the reference race matters, but I would like to choose UTMB instead of Trans Gran Canaria. But in brackets, I knew like, anyway, it will take 10 years. (laughs) Uh, And he replies, uh, Craig, the race director, Good timing. You got a golden ticket. And then basically at UTMB, I got fifth. But so Katie Shade, she accepted. Marianne Hogan was already in. Yes. Caitlin Garbin, she she didn't take it. And Jocelyn, the fourth lady from France, she didn't take it. So it was a me Wow! Oh, wow. And that was like, oh, a really big surprise and it's, i think in hong kong everyone knew about this email in 24 hours <laughs>
1: that's incredible you did you did not even know if you're picking up what we're laying down listen up the trails at earl row provincial park in Allison have been a well-kept secret until now we've crafted a scenic 12k loop for our rainbow trail run Featuring mostly double track trail that will show off all of the best views this park has to offer. Join us this August for one, two, four, eight, or fourteen loops. We'll leave the math up to you. Registration is now open. For more info, go to Gotta Run Racing.com. Anyways, back to the show. Oh, I didn't know. I
0: didn't know. That was last week of. Of November, and Craig said you have to decide by first December or something like that. Or uh, yeah, Uh, maybe it was mid-November. I had, I think, about two weeks to decide. But basically, this was his reply that I got a golden ticket from (laughs) UTMB. I think it's best surprise you can think of. You know, imagine like from UTMB. oh wow! Like (laughs) yeah, that was really uh, what an amazing experience.
1: That would be your first time running in the US
0: yes and it ended up also like it sounds a bit interesting because i i think i traveled but i it was also my first time to come to the U.S. wow first visit and you're doing western states (laughs) it's not bad right (laughs) that's
2: impressive i'm not sure how you're gonna top that esther (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i so i called it uh uh, as a project name, it was the American Dream. Yes. So what I can achieve with this? Let's see. Wow! <laughs> yeah.
2: So that must have been going through your mind at the start line when you're actually there. I'm sure you watch some YouTube videos of the of the start line, and it's hard to describe it in video unless you're there because
1: because it's only it's a small it's race. It's so small. It's 300 people. And, and coming from UTMB with 2000 people, yeah, but the, it's still an iconic race and a low, key. A low key, low key. So like... what would you take away at the start line being so small, but so big?
0: Yeah, I think the whole, you know, I went already for the training camp. Oh, okay. And that allowed me to at least feel at my ease within this setting that you say it's such an iconic race, but on the other hand, the people who are doing it, they they look after you like one by one. Yes. Uh, they are really there to help you. And also all the runners know each other and it's so this kind of contracts that contrast that you are pointing out is continuously there. And you just know that you are in a little heaven mm-hmm. that you better appreciate instead of you know, taking it for granted or it's really touching. I think what the people who are there doing from the race director who was when we went for our runs and he was going out with other volunteers to cut the trees and he was sometimes saying, sorry, if I don't reply you uh, within one day, but we are out making the trees and they were out every day 8-10 8-10 hours cutting the trails That's the race director. It's not. It's not the one who is standing on the podium and gives speeches. Yes. That's the last thing. Like that's the the small. Uh, it's it's really touching, and all the volunteers and and the people there is yeah. The start line was kind of weird. There was the, there was no one there. <laughs> like, think, that's exactly. Katie Shade wrote a post yesterday or the other day, and she was saying. There was no one at the at the tape. There was Courtney and me, and yeah, it was really empty. It was three minutes to go, and it was kind of empty, and people <laughs> didn't know how to move. And it's like, okay. It, that's it. I, I I know it's the first up here. You don't push, but that's no one is at the at the start line. That's kind of weird.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, but it's so beautiful that it's so close to you. I think sometimes utmb you need that for trail running to grow so it's it's a nice thing but for sure sometimes all those vibes uh, create something which goes beyond what the sport about it mm-hmm. so it's in in that sense it's 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 a really special event and it's a special start <laughs> yep, absolutely yep, yep.
2: now I assume you, when you went to the camp, there was a lot of snow. So you did you get to have some more experience in handling the snow? Because you guys faced it for about what, fifteen miles in on uh, on the day, right?
0: Yeah. So the training camp, I think every year they just do the last hundred ten kilometer, mm-hmm. which means from Robinson Flat there was still snow for maybe four four kilometer. Mm-hmm the training camp but they were already saying there won't be snow right. during the race right that was not much running on the snow it was four kilometer but what i did after the training camp i moved up to olympic valley ah. to the start line and i was staying there for one week before moving to lake Tahoe, and there i understood what what the snow situation is <laughs> and um so i st- i i I had enough time to digest and to get prepared. I knew it was not how to say it was not coming into my favor mm. because I never run on snow <laughs> <laughs> you know my when my daughter arrived, she was so excited there is snow, she wanted to be the snowman, so it's like <laughs> yeah, for yeah, if you live in Hong Kong, snow is something really exciting um not so, not so
2: exciting to us in Canada, I yeah. have to say. <laughs>
0: Ah, okay, yeah. (laughs) But we understand. (laughs) Yeah. So for you, it would be very easy. (laughs) It would be normal, yeah. Um, It was just more important. I have been talking to people who did it during snow years to go easy at the beginning because running in snow is similar to running in sand. In Hong Kong, I know what is running in sand because we run through, you know, beaches, with sand so I know how that can take out energy from you so the idea was that to keep it easy and just make sure I've I arrived injury free to robinson flight <laughs> so these were my major goals for that session yeah yeah and um, it was not easy to follow the trail so we actually ended up running with Leah, Yingling and uh, Jenny Quilty together because and, and it was good to share eyes and yes. find mm. the trails together and we were chatting. It was a very, it was a very nice run and, and the views on the ridge is so beautiful. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. When did you start feeling the heat of the day?
0: I, I did my heat training. I, I'm coming from Hong Kong. So you know, I was asking, so when it's hot, like this is the hottest part of the day and and they said it won't be hotter than this and he said i didn't feel hot so uh this year was uh obviously like less hot than other years yeah but i i didn't feel hot uh but what we did is i did the heat training in hong kong the last 2 weeks before i came over was 99% humidity, oh. with 34 degrees, so that yeah. you are continuously dying.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and the, the, here the, the, the hot is dry, so the yes. heat is dry, yep. so it's very different. Mm-hmm. And then we just kept the whole ice protocol throughout the race without mm-hmm. thinking that now is less hot, so we can we can use less ice. Uh, we still kept all the things on. And I think that kept my body temperature low, yeah. uh, which allowed me probably to fuel throughout the race well. So it it, it didn't really get hot, to be very honest. Mm. It wasn't that hot. That's and good. I I had so much ice. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: we chatted with Katie yesterday, Katie Asmuth yesterday. Yes. And I think her, I, I can't remember if it was her Instagram or one of the other's Instagram. And they said they thought they used about 80 pounds of ice during the day, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah.
0: It's a lot of ice. And it yeah. wasn't even a hot year. <laughs> yeah. Compared to other way, uh, other years, it wasn't that hot. But it is still 30 degrees. It's still hot. Yeah. Oh, sure. So sure. Especially if you are pushing, it's good to be preventive. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So you end up using ice. <laughs> Americans love ice and their ice and their ice cubes are huge i love it <laughs> <laughs> they are huge because
1: <laughs> we were there last year i did the race last year it was 110 degrees
0: in the
2: canyon
1: in the canyons so okay. yeah we were yeah. dying That's <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> how did you feel getting into forest hill then what place were you in in the race at forest hill do you remember
0: forest hill i was um i think i was fifth.
1: fifth place okay so you looking pretty good
0: i think emily was in front but between michigan bluff um and forest here i was running with katie asmund okay. and we catch up with keely henningen and Eden Ida Ida, mm-hmm. um and then just um, my pacer Fujao. she was waiting me at bass road so okay. she was just running so fast and i was just running after her so we were basically all together, but I I got into Forest Hill first. Yeah.
1: Wow. That must have been exciting. The fact that you are in a good position at this time, right?
0: Yes. It was nice. Uh, <laughs> but I was just focused on the race. I, I didn't want to get lost into positions
3: mm-hmm. uh,
0: because... Anyone to whom I talked to, they were just saying, "You know, the race started for us." So <laughs> I just, I just knew everything is just to start, get to start. So yeah, I, I just need to look after myself. <laughs> I loved your post
2: about your pacer. I thought it was it's such an interesting dynamic because, as you explained, uh, you don't speak as much of her language that, and she's not so proficient in English, but you have this understanding and a way to communicate that works really well for you. And obviously, she was reading your energy very well, because she knew when to pull you more so than you need, like when you needed a pull, she was there for you. I think that's so wonderful how that worked out and and that you've made this bond without a lot of language involved. (laughs)
0: Yes, no, it's... It, with Fuja, this is so fantastic. Sometimes we have someone who helps us to translate. Sometimes we have her machine. Sometimes we are just running. But with her, is really like um, such a beautiful friendship. And uh, it's not... We don't need so many birds. We both love running. Uh, sometimes we run together. And sometimes we race together. And it's just so nice. Yeah. And And we we i don't think with her we feel that we are opponent even if let's say mm. during utmb we were in the same race mm-hmm. we were just really just cheering up to each other so it's it's you know having her as a pacer it was really nice it didn't matter that we were not talking it was not about that
1: right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right <laughs> like, like we say we did chat with katie yesterday and she told us that she jumped in with you and your pacer after the river crossing because she lost her pacer or something like that. Yeah, that yeah she
0: did. Yeah. So I still have to write that post. I will do it before uh, I get on the flight. Uh, pacer number two. Uh, <laughs> Helen, Helen, Helen Milo, she's an amazing runner. uh So basically, I i worked at PTRA with Caitlin Garbin, And first, I was asking her if she can pace me. I said, for me, it would be so meaningful because I got your garden ticket people didn't like I was saying I inherited but actually I inherited I don't mind saying that. <laughs> and and she would have loved too but she was in Alaska and um, she was not she had some injuries so uh, she she connected with me, Helen Milo who mm. lives in Turkey, and uh, Helen Uh, just won the Broken Arrow 46 kilometers. Yeah. She's a badass. And so (laughs) Helen was first. Fuja was fourth, and these were my two pacers. Wow, uh, coming out from Broken Arrow. So it's oh, this is amazing. I have the best team. <laughs> and yeah, and Katie at one point I lost her pacer, and and she was saying we are pacing her, and I said okay, fine. <laughs> and then Helen started to look after both of us. Because, <laughs> oh, that's she, was, she was really amazing. In contrast to Fuja, she was talking, uh, always checking in, you know, uh, verbally um it was very two very different but two very positive experiences yeah and it was for also the first time for me to run with the pacer
2: ah okay mm. yeah wow now obviously you've seen the whole placer track entrance videos on youtube i'm sure many times but when you actually stepped foot on it on the track on the track What was your impression?
0: (laughs) So during the training camp, the Airbnb where I stayed was 200 meters away from the track. So the first night I arrived, I went there with my friend to check the track. And then we saw saw the blue footprints. And I was excited and I was, yeah, I have to arrive here. I have to make sure I do finish this race. For me, still, I still want to feel fin- the race itself, also and racing, but also to make sure, you know, I arrive there. So it was a whole a respect and the fear when I saw the track that I want to put feet on this track. <laughs> uh, I want, yeah. So certainly that moment when I already believed that the I was I was third, that was to be honest, it was so magical. It was it was just beautiful. It's. I don't know how your body is holding together, but it was just a you know a, a, a beautiful dance to the finish line And that- <laughs>
2: <laughs> in, in a year when really, the women's story was the big story with the records being broken and all of your amazing performances and the fiftieth anniversary. You're going to be looking back on this in your older years when you have grandkids and say, I was a part of that epic 50th year. Like that's probably not even really sunk in yet.
1: What are your thoughts on that, that you are, you are part <laughs> of this iconic <laughs> special year?
0: Ah, uh, It's amazing. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> I am not only part of it. I, I worked to be part of it. You know, mm. it's, I worked, it went well. And that's why I'm part of it. That means that we, who are all this group, strong group of ladies, we worked hard for, for make this happen. Yes. And it's at PTRA, you know, I'm lead, I'm leading with Caitlin, the Women Equality Working Group. And there is a lot of discussion about media coverage and so on, um, which is usually always focusing on the male race and mm-hmm. and. Uh, But certainly, there is more and more effort uh, to show the female race. But here, I think I was racing, but I think we did it so interesting that it was not about the choice. It was just because it was so interesting to follow the female race. Mm -hmm. Uh, It became the highlight. Yes, (laughs) yes. And that's so amazing because usually the male race becomes the highlight. Because they are racing, oh, wow, it's so fancy to watch them. Like, Kilian and Matthew racing for 50 kilometers at UTMB and uh, running both under course record. That's amazing. That's a beautiful way to watch trail running. Mm -hmm. So certainly you understand it's very difficult when you don't have a counterpart. But this time, Mm -hmm. we had the female female race which was so exciting that they couldn't do less than look at what is happening there (laughs) and it was not decided till the very end so i think we did a great story you know we we showed up and absolutely it's 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 just and also now all the posts you know all the women who are just supporting each other and saying, you know, we are badass, like, it's not me, it's we, it's yes. together.
3: Right. <laughs>
0: and, and often people say women are competing with each other, maybe in a bad way. They are supporting each other mm-hmm. so much. And we we did support each other. And yeah, that's, I think that's, it's a landmark and hopefully it will happen more and more. Yes, <laughs> yes. exactly. Maybe now women understand that. You ha- we have to create a show. They will work <laughs> on doing more shows. That's good. So they have
2: no choice but to put the
0: cameras on us, right? Exactly. And hopefully,
1: exactly. more women will become ultra runners.
0: Yes. In the long distance. Yeah, I mean that's our main point because you start with the elites, but you think on the big picture, and the big picture is you want more women in trail running.
3: Yes. But
0: if you don't have examples, and it's not about me or who. To be an example. In general, we are talking about if you don't have examples to look up to, yeah. then how you want to people to come into the scene when you only see men, and you you see this sport being so tough. Yes, you you need women examples. You need you need those stories uh, to to get more women into trail running. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, yeah.
2: absolutely.
1: So, what other now that that Western dream is. Done. What other bucket list races are on your list? Maybe something in Canada.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, we just announced with NAC the partnership the the day before. NAC, yes. 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 So, and when we were taking the photos, I was asking uh, Ming about the races in Canada. I said, I never raced in Canada. (laughs) Maybe I should. So, which are the races that you advise? We
1: we have some suggestions.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay if you want a
1: race that is comparable to time, like UTMB, you you did that in 26 hours or something?
0: 26 hours, 34. I was running for the 30, but I became 34.
1: (laughs) If you want something that long of time, Fat Dog, I recommend, because those who've done UTMB and Fat Dog in our British Columbia, the time is off by five minutes.
2: Very similar time, yes. Very oh, similar really? time because it's one hundred and twenty.
1: It's twenty more miles.
2: Yeah.
0: It's a okay. Longer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So and that that means it's almost two hundred kilometer.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. And what is the elevation? Ooh.
1: I think it's comparable to UTMB as well. Mm, uh, maybe no. less seven thousand no. meters.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not I'm not sure. We'll have to. We'll yeah. have to and look which that one up. Month? Which month.
1: That's August, I believe.
0: September, isn't it? <laughs> oh, CD. We're all over the place. <laughs> you're asking, you're asking okay, too many questions. so you have to choose.
2: You either do UTMB or pet dog. <laughs> and then if you want to go after a Courtney DeWalter record. You could do Gary Robbins' race,
0: uh, the Squamish 50-miler, 80K, yeah. They said that's a 50-miler one day and 50 kilometer the next day, right? Yes.
1: Yes. But Courtney DeWalder has just a 50-mile record, so that is for you to get.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's her record?
1: I think she did it in, I'm saying eight hours, but... (laughs) Oh,
2: I gotta go. <laughs> we should have done our homework better.
0: <laughs> should I go for Courtney's card record? Ah, uh, <laughs> why not? Why not? She's awesome. She's a legend.
1: Now we are also race directors ourselves. We have our own race series in Ontario, <laughs> yeah. fast and flat.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> and that, uh, but it's the same throughout the year, right? Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. May to September.
0: Okay. No, okay.
1: Up, up to 100 miles, you decide. We have 5K. <laughs> Which to is the miles.
0: shortest or the middle distance?
1: 50K. You can do a 50K. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or 25. We need 20. some 25s oh, too. Yeah. No, I'm not coming to Canada for 25. No, 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 no. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 100K. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, this has been amazing,
2: Esther. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your time thank and you. congratulations again. Uh, Before we let you go, we do finish with a couple of fun, rapid fire questions. So if you don't mind, we're going to throw those at you now. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this is my favorite because I'm on a big concert tour this year, seeing many bands across the world, actually. So what's the last concert you went to?
0: Uh, I sing Madonna in Macau. Wow. Wow. When, When was that? Before COVID, okay, meet <laughs> my, my girlfriend uh, probably 2018. I, yeah, I am not. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to many concerts. <laughs> That's okay. Um, 80s or
2: 90s music. 90s. 90s. Okay. All right. What's another sport you'd like to excel in other than running? Yoga. Ah, yeah, that goes hand in hand. Oh, what's your favorite curse word in Hungarian?
1: When you hit your toe in a root or rock, (laughs) what do you say?
2: Uh, (laughs) Vastemite. I don't know what it means, but it sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and and another one. Uh, Paprikash or Peking duck? Peking duck.
0: Really? (laughs) Oh, I love paprikash. <laughs> oh, you love it. Love it so much. <laughs> I I I do it only when we do the Hungarian dinner. <laughs> I love peking duck. <laughs>
2: I think I know the answer to this. But would you rather be a professional writer, artist, or musician? Painter or musician?
0: Uh, artist. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. <laughs> painter
0: because yes. of your studies right yes. <laughs> okay last one but maybe writer like i um, yeah because i always think i yeah i i i do understand artists but maybe writer <laughs> <laughs> i am not an artist
1: and pick a superpower you would like to have
0: a superpower that i would like to have yeah uh Give me Courtney the water.
1: <laughs> so you want to be the flash. You want speed.
0: You got the speed. You got the speed. Maybe no, Paige she's Lyon. an absolute legend. Though. She is. She's she is. A, She's from another planet. So, you know, when we are talking about Greek mythology and you have all the guts and then there is Courtney the water. <laughs> I love it.
1: How many language, languages do you speak, by the way?
0: Um, well, um, it like Hungarian, um, Italian, um, English. I do understand German. I studied for a long time, but I didn't use it for many times. And I do use Latin for my research. Right. Yeah. Are you learning Mandarin? Yeah. I, I promised myself that after I finished the PhD, I will go back and work on my Putonghua. Yeah.
2: That's, nice. that's amazing that's great that's
0: amazing well thank you again and safe travels to europe thank you thank you so much for having me it was very nice to chat to you and maybe see you at utmb but yes. i have to come to canada too you, you do you, you have a raise. lot of
1: you have a lot of fans here now
0: a lot of fans <laughs> thank you thank you that's very kind of you you know i have uh so in hong kong what is amazing we have a re- really great running community and I have a very great Canadian friend, Jeff Camber. He ran oh, yes. in the Canadian uniform at the World Championship. Yes, yep, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so nice. we have Canada in Hong Kong. We have everything <laughs> in Hong Kong, but also Canada. And Jeff is a really great friend. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's awesome.
1: Well, tell him we say hello.
0: <laughs> I will, I will, I will. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Esther. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. You Bye. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
2: Oh, there you go. That was Esther Salag. Fresh off her third
1: place at Western States.
2: Yeah, what a what an experience. How about how she got into Western States? She,
1: she had no idea. She was just trying to get her name on the lottery. <laughs> and then Craig, director, says, uh, here's the golden ticket that you earned from UTMB. <laughs> it's like, what?
2: Wow. Of <laughs> uh, Epic.
1: First time going to the States.
2: First time going to the States. First at time West, racing at the States.
1: At West States. Yeah, of course.
2: She's never going to be able to live that. Yeah. To repeat that.
1: <laughs> Incredible. And then, of course, she told us how uh, her and Katie ran together. Because we learned that from Katie. And then she confirmed well, it. Well,
2: not just that. The fact that the women were supporting each other yeah, yeah, through yeah. the entire race, through the snow, through the heat. Yeah. That is great. And to then hear. they shared
1: off pacers.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And we got to get her to Canada. We sure do. Fat Dog is waiting for her and Squamish <laughs> 50 and, and maybe one of our races. Well, you never know.
2: And we got to go to Asia and do one.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. She loved uh, Asia. <laughs> they have uh, a lot of races going on over there.
2: They sure do. Mm-hmm. All right. Until next time. We are your hosts, Jody and Norman. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Please visit our website racing.com for more details and join us on social media at run Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can support our channel by joining us on Patreon. All of the links can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Cheers!